Hello and welcome to This is Oro Valley, a podcast where we explore the people and programs that make Oro Valley the vibrant community it is. I'm Nick Going, the digital content specialist for the town of Oro Valley and the host of this podcast. And today we're talking with Marco Colbert, who is the executive director of the Tucson Bicycle Classic, and Andrew Fairbanks, tourism strategies coordinator, also about the Tucson Bicycle Classic. Welcome, both of you. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Nick. Nice to be here. Thank you, Nick. Let's start with you, Marco. Uh, how did you get involved in this? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Nick, I'm an avid cyclist, a- amateur cyclist. Um, I've raced a little bit in my illustrious career. Um, I picked up cycling. Well, of course, like most kids, I rode a bicycle when I was a kid. And then I put the bicycle away for like about 30 years. And then uh, when I was in my late 40s, Okay, I just gave away something about my age, didn't I? When I was in my mid, okay, mid-40s, uh, I, I was looking for some exercise. So uh, without any rhyme or reason to it, I went out and bought a mountain bike. Uh, and I started riding the mountain bike. And this was back in the Chicago suburbs where I lived at that time. And I was riding on the trail. And then I met some other people who were mountain bikers and then we started riding together and we started racing to mountain bikes cool. together and that was a lot of fun so much fun mountain bikes are so much fun so then I became a road biker and I started racing a little bit and then at that time also I was working for a cycling coach and we got involved in some professional cycling teams and then a couple of years ago I moved here to Tucson I directed the Tucson Bicycle Classic for the first time in uh, 2021, and now again in no, in 2022, and now again in 2023. Awesome! So this is my second year. Well, congrats! Um, very interesting. And then we'll pivot to you, Andrew, real quick. You want to give us, uh, you know, your sure, sure. So I come from a hospitality background, um, and in that, always managing sports and events. Um, actually, manage the. ESPN games before it was ESPN games. So I know grassroots trying to make events happen. It's, it's, it's a lot of work and a big challenge. Um, I love cycling. I actually was a bike messenger in New York City. Mm, still, I didn't know Still alive. The most dangerous yeah. form of cycling, <laughs> yes. as we all know. <laughs> uh, and so I came to Tucson from the San Francisco Bay Area in February of 2020. I think listeners would enjoy or find it interesting to hear about why you were hired, what it is that you do, and how that shapes Oro Valley. Sure. It is an interesting position. Um, I think most towns would have a connection with a destination marketing organization, which we do. Um, And so I was hired uh, about a year ago. I'm coming upon a year with the idea and thought of how do we manage uh, the partnership with our tourism-related entities. So the hotels, but also then the Tahona Chul, the the gardens, the parks, and then internally, how do we build the relationship of our own park and rec department to say, okay, we have our own town venues like Steam Pump, but we also have Naranja Park and we have the Riverfront Park. And how do we capitalize those venues to then help us bring in tourism? So leveraging your position had a factor 
um, a, a pretty the key one in bringing the Tucson Bicycle Classic to the town. Could you talk about that? And then also, what is the economic impact of bringing something like the Tucson Bicycle Classic to, to Oro Valley? When I uh, started my position, I wanted to quickly identify what potential larger events um, would be low-hanging fruit that I could easily go after myself and, and capture. I have a background in um, hospitality and specifically in sports. Um, so from professional level sports to Olympic level tournaments and um, in doing my research for the town, it was well known as a cycling and it is well known as a place to cycle. There's definitely signature event, cycle events in Tucson. Um, the Tucson um, bike Classic was one of those events that um, is more of a pro race versus a social ride. Um, there's definitely other races that occur in the, in the town or the region. But uh, Tucson Bike Classic was also a longer event. It's three days. It's three stages. And so I, I actually approached them. I, I called them. I reached out to them. Um, wanted to find out more about what they were doing with the race and how they were going to grow it and if they would consider moving a segment of the race to Oro Valley. That's very cool and, and super interesting. So, so what would be that, that economic impact? Sure. So typically, um, the standard industry way in which you look at an economic, an estimated economic impact is you look at the day, the event days. So this event is actually three days. Uh, there was 500, 600 participants, and then there's a spend. So it's anything from the hotels to retail, to restaurants. There's actually a, um, a, an internationally recognized way in which they calculate that. And uh, depending on the region, it could be anywhere from $300 per person for those event days. So with a bicycle race, and they're here for three days, and we made the headquarters for that particular race here in Oro Valley, they're staying those three days. They're staying at the hotels. They're using retail, they're using restaurants, they're, uh, you know, they're going to the CVS to, you know, get biofreeze for their muscles. <laughs> so it's, it's that spend across a period of time and how many participants. And that's how you typically would calculate the, the impact of the economics. That's super cool. So Andrew, can you go ahead and uh, describe what a stage race is? So there's there's the three components of Tucson Bike Classic and these types of races, these larger races. Um, you have first the time component where you're just racing on, on time, on the clock. And that was actually he held in Vail for Tucson Bike Classic. And then they have another stage of the race that, um, and that was in actually Sarita. Um, and that is a longer distance. And uh, they basically take the combined times to then for the last day, which is the circuit race. And that was what the race was here in Oro Valley. And that is where those times are all combined. And that's the winner. So the third part of, or the third leg of the stool, it, it determines the winner. And so it's not just um, you have a start and you have a finish and whoever comes across the finish line wins. It is all of those stages combined to then determine the winner. Cool. Very interesting. And in neat that, you know, cyclists who came out here got to experience the region for three days, not just economically, which we like, but just, you know, it's nice to be somewhere 
and really get to kind of see what it's like. I feel like having more time in a place helps you, you know, see the restaurants, meet the people, understand the culture of the location. I, I think we're very excited about the outcomes. It's a lot of work yeah. to get everyone on board to do this. And I, I think we're really happy that the race was successful. Yeah, uh, I saw and- actually on, on uh, the Facebook page for the event that there was something like over 600 volunteer hours. Oh, yeah. To make the event. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Over um, 100 listed volunteers is what you said, but I'm sure there's more. I would say closer to 125 volunteers. And we need more. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, real quick while we're here, how can a volunteer, you know, come and help? Well, we have a number of positions. Uh, The most most, um, fundamental one is what we call course marshals. Uh, which is like being basically a crossing guard, and uh, they uh, we give them a, a, a orange safety vest and an orange uh, flag, and ask them the volunteer to stand on a, a corner uh, or a sidewalk where pedestrians might want to cross over uh, the race course, and just try to keep the bike racers and the pedestrians, you know, from not running into each other. Right. It's a fundamental safety job. It's very important. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not particularly sexy, maybe, but it's super important. Uh, no bike race in the world, uh, even the most glorious ones like the Tour de France, really cannot operate without a large cadre of, of volunteers. Um, then we had uh, another thing that we had this year is we we had some loaner vehicles from Jim Click okay. uh, Jeep and Jim Click Tuttle. Um, and uh, we got some loaner vehicles, and our volunteers were driving these vehicles uh, with a uh, either as the lead car, uh, which is a vehicle that precedes the bike race caravan uh, and lets everyone know they're coming. Um, bicycles uh, uh, come very fast, but they're very quiet. Right, that's so true. So the vehicle is actually a good safety device to alert anybody who's out there that they're they're coming around the corner pretty pretty fast. Just lots and lots of, of jobs for the volunteers, and we can't do the race, the event without them. Uh, approximately how many riders were in it this year? Uh, our numbers, numbers are approximately a little over 550 mm-hmm. um, riders. Um, uh, which is about a 9% increase from last year. Very cool. The norm is you know, usually 80% men and 20% women, but uh, we're trying to bring more women into the sport of road racing, and we actually had a clinic this year for that very purpose, and we attracted some some people uh, to the event to race bicycles who had never done it before. Cool. Is that part of the Women's New Racer program? That was, that was the initiative. Uh, we engaged um, four first-class uh, professional women uh, racers, uh, one of whom is retired and is, has worldwide recognition, and um, the other three are still racing. So, Andrew uh, and Marco, what makes Arizona, but also Oro Valley, uh, ideal for a bike race? Well... Uh, obviously, uh, if you've lived in any other part of America, you know that uh, there's almost nowhere but Arizona that has good weather at this time of the year. Okay. Good, reliable weather. Yeah, you can get some nice weather in California at this time. You can get some really horrible weather in California at this time of year. Same with Florida. And uh, Florida's too boring to, to cycle in anyway. So, um, <laughs> And uh, so you have that... 
Um, it's a training destination for cyclists from all over the country in the early spring. And because of this, we have a very robust field of elite and professional cyclists who are here already. And if we throw a bike race for them, then, then it's just like a no-brainer. Yeah, they're going to come. It's a no-brainer for them to come. But it, it also applies to amateurs. Uh, we had, how many states do we have, Andrew? Did I say 37? We had... It's 30 plus, for sure. Yeah, it's 35 plus. Yeah. And uh, we had cyclists from that many states of the union. Um, plus, this year, uh, we had uh, three foreign countries um, represented, a lot from Canada. Cool. Uh, a, a fair number from Mexico. And I think we had one from Great Britain. Touching on the Women's New Racer program, what are some of the other ways that you're making this uh, attractive place for, for women cyclists? Uh, two two uh, measures of equality uh, for our event, um, equal prize purses for men and women. The Tucson Bicycle Classic offers prize, cash prize money for many of the race categories. But in all instances, we pay equal prize money to men and women. And the other thing we, we have done starting last year, which is rather unique, um, we offer equal race distances to men and women. Uh, in, in the past and even now throughout a lot of most of the United States bike races, women will race a shorter distance than men. And uh, we had a lot of input from, from women, both pros and amateurs, that they felt that was inappropriate. So we said, okay, equal distances. So that's still unusual in America. And that's cool that you're on the forefront of you know that that change, but I think it is. Um, I think we're on the forefront of that. Yeah, very interesting, and I'm I'm sure that you know it's cool that you're listening to feedback. Um, I actually have a note if you want to hear it. Well, one was a community member who said that they had ringside seating, which to this great event for the community. That's uh, very cool. That's what we that's what we want because as Marco said earlier, I mean it's really this is. It's for the community. It's a community event that is a bike race. Mm -hmm. Or a community event with a bike, bike race. race. Yeah. Yes. And that it, it, it's successful by how the community comes out and, and, and watches it. So that's great to hear. Yeah. Another one on that note was um, a, a grandparent who said, we enjoyed walking the grandkids to Montera Vista to watch the cyclists. It's cool, you know, kids to get to be able to see an event like this. It can be a motivator, right? to get involved into something like that. So it's not just like bringing people to Oro Valley. It's also right. giving people a look at something that they might become part of their life. And uh, Marco's got some great ideas for, for next year. And I think that's getting that connection with whether it's female racers or male racers, but having them connect with the community, the, the one, if you would, wouldn't mind sharing the thoughts and conversations we've had about that program where riders actually stay well uh that was a perfect perfect introduction for something near and dear to my heart we have a program uh, called host housing okay and um let me just step back and say that a lot of the younger bike racers from around the country are, are not well wealthy they're not wealthy but there's this concept called host housing where these riders from all over the country and all over the world um are invited to stay at families' homes with the families for two or three nights. And it's not a big burden for the family. You have to provide the rider a, a, a bed, bathroom facilities, uh, access to the uh, laundry facilities, and a space 
a space in the refrigerator so they can store their food and, you know, opportunity to cook it on their own. And that's it. If the families have young kids, the kids love meeting these these people. And then suddenly they have someone, the families and the kids have someone to root for. Right. That makes sense. They can actually identify with a human being who's out there in this bike race and can come out and root for them. So it's a win-win situation. I hope we get... Yes. We actually... uh, We did fairly well this year. We We probably put up altogether about 20 riders altogether. I would love to expand that program in Oro Valley so much. Yeah, that's very cool. I was actually going to ask Andrew... You know how how did the community respond to the to having the race here? In general, I, I think it's been very very positive. Uh, you know, I think initially there were some you know thoughts of oh, how am I going to come out of my house? How do I get? I, I fielded a few of those. Yeah, calls. Oh, one note on that real quick. Yes. Um, one of the feedback uh, pieces we got is from is is about that. It says, "Great job, Ov. Uh, the advanced info on the race helped help navigate the weekend. We live off Monterra Vista, so it could have impacted us a lot if we didn't know." That being said, what a great experience watching the race up close. It was thrilling hearing the packs coming up the road and watching them go flying by. I said they were looking forward to next year. Oh, that's good to hear. Because so, actually, the the person I caught. That spoke to was on Montera. Oh, really? Uh, they, they were worried about how how do you navigate coming in and out. So mm-hmm. I think that that advanced communication really helps to understand that this is a community event and it's it's fun, you know, to come out and see something like like that on your own streets. Yeah, I imagine logistics on a race like this. There's so much roadway that's impacted that it that can't that can't be easy, huh? Well, we should give hats off to the uh, Oro Valley Police Department. They did a fantastic okay. job. Uh, you know, facilitating the bike race in a very positive manner, at the, yet at the same time maintaining public safety, uh, both for the bike racers as well as for the for the general public. So hats off to them. That's awesome. All right. So um, what I want to do now is talk, be a little bit future minded. Uh, we did say like what some of the goals coming up were, but I want to let people know if they want to find out about the next year's race. Where would they go? What can they look for? Um, what's the website? That kind of thing. Uh, our website is TucsonBicycleClassic.com. And uh, we're pretty much focused on this year's race on the website right now. Although there's some great photo galleries uh, available there. Is this a sanctioned event that they can use for some kind of, or is it specifically uh, for the, training? This is this event is sanctioned by uh, USA Cycling. It's per, You know, we get a race permit from USA Cycling. USA Cycling is... The, you know, the American Federation of the Sport of Cycling um, under the uh, Olympic, you know, U.S., um, under the International Olympic Program, actually. And so we, we have race officials from USA Cycling. Uh, we had uh, motorcycle referees, USA Cycling motorcycle referees. And the racers also are all, all uh, must have a license from USA Cycling in order to compete in these races. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, Marco, thank you very much for coming out. Uh, this has been great. I've really enjoyed learning about not just the the style of race that it is, but the ways that you're you know working towards creating equality in the sport and hosting these these racers. It's really interesting. Um, I look forward to hearing about how the future event goes and future events. I'll make it plural because you know it's already been going for so long. Thanks to uh, volunteers and people like yourself. So thank you very much. Thank you, Nick, and thanks to all the folks in Oro Valley who volunteered. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you, and thank you, Andrew. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Marco, and we look forward to having it here next year. 
Great. Thank you. Well, this has been This is Oriel Valley. Thank you guys for tuning in. And please stay tuned to future episodes where you can find out about what is going on in your community. Until next time.